Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Jason Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. Oh, Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this morning. I ask that you open up our hearts to receive your word. Your word is manna, it's bread, and we can use it this week. It's practical, Lord. Your word is also seed planted deep in the good soil of our hearts. It produces life and change and growth inside of us. Holy Spirit, be our teacher. Teach us what we need to know. Prepare us for what's coming in our lives. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. You can be seated and grab your rubber band. Did they give you a rubber band as you came in? There it is. Go ahead and put that in in your hand like that and hold it out. Look at it. I want you to see that the rubber band is really quite useless unless it's stretched. Today I want to talk to you about stretching your faith. As we look at this rubber band, maybe, maybe you wear it this week. And every time you look at it, it reminds you, this week is a week of stretching my faith. I'm getting in the habit of learning to stretch my faith. See, this rubber band's quite useless without being stretched, but to give this to a bank teller, they, they would use this to hold money and checks together. Maybe a toy maker would use this rubber band as they stretch some kind of wind-up or novelty flying machine or something. To the eight-year-old, this would be the weapon of choice to torment <laughs> the cute girl that sits across the classroom from him, right? Because if you stretch it, it can launch to new heights, can't it? It can go places it's never been before. Without stretching it, it doesn't do anything, but if I stretch it, go ahead and get yours out and stretch it right now. That's right, you can shoot, it's okay, we're not a religious church, you're allowed to shoot rubber bands in this church. It's not a sin. Other churches, maybe it's a sin, but here we shoot rubber bands, we're cool. Somebody's shooting rubber bands at me, don't do that. Don't touch the Lord's anointed. The scripture tells us that we've all been given a measure of faith, right? We've been given a rubber band. And sometimes we say, Lord, give me more faith. And that's great. We should want and seek to have more faith. But that's not this message. This message is about stretching the faith that you do have. And when the disciples asked Jesus, they said, Jesus, give us more faith. Jesus said, you know what? My mustard seed's enough. I don't need to give you more faith. What we're learning today is we're learning to stretch the faith that we have. Because truth be told, you have enough. I'm not against more faith. I'm just saying you got faith. That little bit of faith you have, just consider what it's already done for you. That mustard seed faith, right? You had faith to believe in Jesus. And what did that do in your life when you believed in Jesus? That little bit of faith. What did it do? Wiped away your past. Redeemed you of all unrighteousness. Just a little faith was enough. That little bit of faith was enough to give you eternal forgiveness and eternal life. It was enough. Just a little bit. Pastor, I don't think I have enough faith. I can't believe God for things, not like other people do. I don't have the right Bible college degree. I don't know enough about the Word. My, my wife said last week, Pastor Kelly, she said, just get one scripture. Just get one, you can beat the devil up with one. Come on, somebody. Just a little bit of faith. Just a little bit of faith you already have already made you a child of God and got you an inheritance among the saints. Just a little bit of faith. The one that you already got. It's already in you. That faith gave you authority to declare the word of God and see a mountain move. Just that little bit of faith that you got, got the Holy Spirit, 
The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead came and made his home on the inside of you because you had a little bit of faith. You got enough faith, man. Sometimes I think we're not stretching our faith. We're kind of a barely enough or just enough people many times. We live our lives as a just enough people, and so then we start to assign an attribute to God like he's a barely enough God. Listen, God is not a barely enough God. He's a more than enough God. The other day I went looking for a pair of tweezers in my house. I think it's funny that for some reason, even though a pair of tweezers only costs a dollar, I would say for the last five years, my entire family has shared one pair of tweezers. <laughs> Just go buy more tweezers. Why is one enough? It's not enough. I have, didn't you say, Pastor, you pluck? Oh, my pastor, really? Listen, if I didn't, I would have one brow. Just one. Okay, so I do this for your benefit. But I got, I got uh, this hair that grows on the top of my nose, and, and I wouldn't tell other people about this, like, but I feel like we know each other. I feel like I can share with you. And it just grows right here, and it, it was popping out the other day. And, and listen, if you're going to pray for more hair, be specific. Because this one's not helping. I need to be more specific about my prayer. But I couldn't find the tweezers anywhere. I looked all over the place for them. Well, why? Because we just have one pair of tweezers for the whole... F- why do we live as a just enough people? And then we, we sign that kind of attribute as though God's a barely enough God. God is the God who created not just this earth, but the heavens, the infinite stars that they're still discovering, the universe, multiple galaxies. Look at how big our God is. He's bigger than one pair of tweezers. Can I get an amen? And when you learn how to stretch your faith, you're starting to stretch into the bigger things that God can do in your life. Not just settling. But stretching out, in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 13, Jesus saw a man with a withered hand and he said to the man, stretch out your hand. The man stretched out his hand and it was, it was withered, but then it got healed. And that's a picture of stretching out our faith. What did he have to do that day? He had to stretch out his faith. He could have said, no, I'm not going to stretch out my hand. It's embarrassing. Maybe he hit it. Maybe he didn't want people to see it. Why am I going to stretch out my hand? You see, Jesus does his part, but we have to do our part. Jesus' part was declaring that you'd be healed or going to the cross and carrying your sickness, being whipped that by his stripes you'd be made whole. He did his part. And then he asked us to do our part. Can you stretch your faith and believe it? If he hadn't stretched out his hand, how many know he wouldn't have gotten his healing? He had to do his part. He had to go ahead and stretch out his faith. What has Jesus provided for us on that cross? Hasn't he already done it all? Hasn't he already finished the work? Didn't he on that cross at Calvary say, it is finished? Hasn't he already provided all redemption, all healing? Didn't he become poor on that cross that I might be rich? Didn't he enable me to overcome depression and sadness that we might have joy? Didn't he give me a garment of praise? Didn't he give me the oil of gladness? Didn't he give me beauty for ashes? Didn't he already do it all? He's already done his part. So our part is simply, can we do what this man did that day? Jesus is saying to all of us today, stretch out your hand. Stretch out your faith. Believe me for more. And maybe this man had a withered hand from birth. Maybe, maybe it never formed right. It doesn't really say, but sometimes in the Bible it says that this man was crippled from birth or blind from birth. When you have things for a long time, sometimes we, forgot, we forget to 
keep praying and believing God and stretching our faith out to see and overcome, to see that healing take place. And, oh, well, Pastor, I've had allergies my whole life. Just always had them. It's okay. I can deal. No. Stretch out your faith and believe God that you may have had allergies your whole life, but no, I've had back pain my whole life. Okay, but maybe you stretch out your faith today and say, I'm not doing back pain anymore, though. I'm going to start believing God for my healing. Maybe you don't feel like you're as smart as other people. You didn't get as many gifts. You're not as talented. Other people are brilliant, but you just feel dumb. Stretch out your faith today. Don't feel that way anymore because Jesus can be strong where you think you've been weak. And he has given you his mind. You could step into genius intelligence. How is that possible, pastor? That's too big. That's too big to believe for. Well, then you'll never have it. But if you'll stretch out your faith and start believing God for the more that he's already promised you, you'll start seeing him manifest. Why? Because he's already done his part. Well, I was just born this way, pastor. I'm not saying that you weren't born that way. All of us have been born with all kinds of different genetic defects and the, the whole world is held to the bondage to decay and things go wrong in our birth, but then also other things get passed along to us. And David talked about it. He said, I was born sinful and my father was sinful. And, and we could kind of feel the same way. That, that pastor, it's a generational curse. I've not been able to break this addiction. I've had an addiction my whole life. Okay, but when you got born again, can I just share the truth with you? When you got born again, you got born of a different seed. And that seed is called an incorruptible seed. It cannot be defiled. It cannot be made sick. You were born of the Spirit by a Father God. You got a new father, a new family, a new pedigree. It doesn't matter if you were born with a heart condition. Your Father God can give you a brand new heart. We just need to learn how to stretch out our faith. And start believing God for the things that maybe we've struggled with and stopped praying about. Today could be the day that addiction falls off. Why not stretch out your faith and believe it? Maybe the doctor said you're going to have to take this medication your whole life. And you kind of, you go, well, I take the medication. It's expensive. It comes with all kinds of, uh, of uh, side effects, right? There can be a lot of side effects, but, but it's okay, Pastor. I'm, I'm all right. I'm getting by. Why not stretch your faith out today and believe God that you won't have to take that medication anymore? Why not? My dad understood this principle. When he was in his 40s, he, he injured his heart. It was bad, and he started having heart attacks, minor heart attacks often, and they ran the imaging tests and found out that, yeah, you've really injured your heart. Here's some medication that you'll take. And what do they say? You're going to take this the rest of your life, but if you take it, you'll be fine. You can live a normal life. You can live a long life with this medication. Maybe for you, it's for your kids. Your kids are made, and you can stand on the Word of God today for your children. My dad understood this principle. He could have just kept taking those pills and been fine his whole life. Have some minor heart attacks here or there, but he could have lived out his life on those pills. But he understood this principle. He kept stretching his faith and believing God for a new heart. He took the pills, but he believed God for more. I remember I'd drive him to the hospital sometimes. My mom would be busy with church or whatever, and it would, suddenly he would start feeling it, and I would rush him to the hospital. I think six times that one year when I was 17 years old, I'd taken him over and over again, driving, all right, here we go again. It was almost like a routine. Having pain. One day we got to the hospital. I'll never forget. I was sitting there. I think it'd be four, five, six hours in the emergency room and they ran an imaging test on his heart. And the doctor came out and said, here's the thing. I ran an imaging test in your heart and you have the heart of a young man. Your heart has been completely, it's new. I don't know what's wrong with your heart. And this was his heart doctor. 
And, the heart, and, the, and, and my dad said, well, then why did I have to be rushed to the hospital? I'm ha I was having pain. I was having problems. He said, it was the heart medication you keep taking. You'll need to stop taking that. <laughs> what did he do? He just kept believing. He kept taking the pills, but he kept believing God. Maybe today is the day. Why don't we just pray right now? that you won't have to take those pills anymore. In the name of Jesus, we just receive the healing power of you, Christ. In the name of Jesus, we won't have to take those pills anymore. Thank you, Lord, that our bodies are healed and whatever was out of order has now come into order and no longer will we need those pills in Jesus' name. Everybody give the Lord a hand clap. Just receive it. No more pills for your kids. You receive it for your children. I'm not saying you don't take them. Let the doctor tell you to stop that. Our Bible's filled with heroes who stretched their faith. They were normal people, ordinary people, but they stretched their faith and saw extraordinary things. Daniel, who prayed in the full view of all of the city when it was against the law to pray, he was stretching his faith. Or Moses, when he accepted to, to go and set the Israelites free, even though he told God point blank, you got the wrong guy for the job. I can't do it. I can't even talk. But he still did it. What was he doing? He was stretching his faith. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who walked willingly into the fiery furnace that was heated well above its normal temperatures, and they walked willingly in it. Why? They were stretching their faith. Joshua, who marched around Jericho to see the walls coming down. What was he doing? He was stretching his faith. Paul, who sailed willingly to Rome, knowing it would be met with hardship, pain, and turmoil. What was he doing? He was stretching his faith. Jesus, who went willingly to the cross, went willingly into death's hands and into the grave, trusting and believing God that God wouldn't leave him in the earth, but God would resurrect him from the grave. What was he doing? He was stretching his faith. Can we stretch our faith a little bit bigger today? Come on and give the Lord some praise like you mean it. Let's just ask this right now. You know, if you're married, look at your spouse. Just ask this of yourself right now. Lord, what could I do today to stretch my faith? What could I ask you for that would be a stretch? Just think about that for a moment. What are you going to ask God to do in your life? Stretch your faith. Believe that he can do more than you've seen before. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 20, when God did visit Moses, he said, we're going to get these Israelites out of Egypt. And then he said this, he said, I'm going to stretch out my hand against Egypt. I'm going to strike it. And you're going to see wonders happen, miracles, manifestations of my power. And then after God says that he was going to do this by stretching out his hand, on eight different occasions, God went to Moses and said, I want you to stretch out your hand. Or Aaron, Aaron, stretch out your hand. For instance, he said, stretch out your hand toward the sky and I'll make it rain. Hail. Stretch out your hand and frogs. Stretch out your hand. Lice are going to come up. That's interesting. Why did he need Moses to stretch out his hand? I thought God was going to do it. That's what he said. What are we getting a picture of here? The picture is that when I stretch out my hand, like the man with the withered hand, when I'm stretching out my faith towards God, when I stretch out my hand, God stretches out his hand. He needs my hand to stretch. He needs me to stretch my faith so that he can move. He needed Moses. If, if, what if Moses hadn't stretched out his hand? Well, then the wonder wouldn't have happened. 
What if you don't stretch out your faith today? Well, then the miracle won't manifest. But if today you can get an idea of this, that when I do the simple procedure of stretching out my faith, it releases God's hand into my world. It releases his power. I might look at my hand and say, well, it's just a little bitty hand. What's it going to do? I'm just stretching my faith out towards the Lord. I'm just stretching out my faith towards that miracle that I need. I'm just praying and asking God, but what's my little bit of hand going to do? But what did Jesus say? He said, you are my hands and my feet. He put himself on the inside of me. I'm not Jason anymore. I'm crucified in Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. Jason can't do a whole lot, but Christ on the inside of me, when I stretch out my faith, Jesus' right hand comes along. When I'm praying for my kid with the flu, it's not my hand that's going to heal him, but inside of me is the hand of Christ. And when I stretch out my faith, it releases Jesus Christ to do what he's already done. Come on. On somebody and I have that the Bible says ask and you shall receive what does it say ask we have the ability to pull the trigger on what God is trying to do or has already done in your life and the trigger is simply just ask and you will receive well pastor I I asked and nothing happened so I stopped asking. Sometimes when we ask, nothing happens. But don't stop asking. Be persistent. When you ask the first time and nothing happens, you really haven't stretched anything out yet. It's when you ask and there seems to be delay, that's when you keep asking and now the stretch begins to happen. I'm not giving up like Abraham who for 25 years didn't give up, didn't get discouraged, but he kept asking for that promised child. Why? Because he knew that he who promised is faithful. I've been praying over my eye, my right eye, that it would begin to see normally for a lot of years. I want you to know I prayed over my back for a lot of years, probably 10 years. But one day, my back was healed. I used to have that sciatic thing, man. I threw my back out. I was digging sandcastles one day. I threw my back out. I couldn't walk for days. It was a problem from wearing a Les Paul guitar. You're a drummer, so you don't know what I'm talking about. But I had a Les Paul guitar. It's like a 45-pound guitar. And I would jump around the stage like a kid, you know. And I just tore up my back. After 10 years of believing God for it, I haven't had a back pain since. I just kept asking. I've been believing my God for my right eye to get healed for so many years. And it hasn't been healed yet, but I keep asking because I see God's healing and manifestation power working in other areas of my life. I ain't giving up. What am I doing? I keep stretching my faith. I keep believing God. The other day, Brother Benjamin called me. was... It was actually last year in October, Pastor, he, he calls me Brother Jason. Brother Jason! Brother Benjamin is, is the guy that manages all of our missionary work in Uganda, and I've been working with him since 2001. And uh, Brother Jason, the Lord has called us to do a great revival, a crusade in Gulu. We will rent the fairgrounds, and we will prepare for 50,000 people. And I'm like... Like, I know, I know all that goes into crusades like this. I know that 
all the things that have to happen. But I felt that witness of the Holy Spirit come on me. It's like God goes, we're doing this. Okay. Okay, Brother Benjamin, let's do it. What was I doing? I was stretching my faith. It didn't feel in the natural like something we could accomplish. It seemed too big. He was believing God for something massive. The largest crusade we've ever seen in Uganda so far is about 2,500 people. He's believing God for 50,000 people. He's renting out a fairground. We're helping pay for it, Lord Jesus. You're all going. If you put some money in the pot, I promise you, you're going. You're going to be there. Because that's how that works. What's he doing? He's getting me to stretch my faith. When I first met Pastor Kelly, and she was just Kelly, and I was just Jason, and we were just teenagers, and I was 18, and she was just turning 17. It was really quite scandalous. <laughs> I was a youth leader. She was in the youth group. Boy, I tell you, nowadays you get fired for something like that. She's shooting rubber bands at me. I'll never forget, we sat down at, at, a, at our first date. I took her, I took her out to, uh, what was the name of that Italian place? Avanti's. It was in Scottsdale, and they had valet parking. I'd never valeted a car before in my life. It was very uncomfortable for me. And, and I was sitting there at this amazing white tablecloth and candlelit dinner, and there's Kelly Collins sitting across the table from me. She's wearing this beautiful little white kind of spaghetti strap dress. And I, she was talking to me, and I was listening. I was paying attention. It's like any good date. And she's laughing. And her hair kind of did like this thing, and she went like this. And then something about the light. And, I, and she was talking, and then she, and then she goes, are you listening to me? And I was like, no. <laughs> Completely lost my train of thought. And to be out with her, I'll just tell you right now, if we were playing baseball, she was in the majors, and I was playing t-ball for the Bad News Bears. I had no, <laughs> right? She was like an Italian espresso, and I was like the grocery store brand can of flavored cola. That was... <laughs> That was me. She's a Tiffany's diamond. That was the lump of coal that Santa Claus gives out at the, to the naughty list. That was me. I had no business. What was I doing? I was stretching my faith. We, we've been to the ballet before, and I'm always amazed to see these, these people, the men and women, that can, they can do things with their body, and then they can take their legs, and they can put them straight up above their heads. Have you seen this? I've been working on it, I've been stretching, because I wanted to be able to, you know how me, like at a sermon, I like to try and do things that I've never done before. So I'm gonna do the splits for you right now. Are you guys, no, I've been working on this. Just cheer me on, here we go. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Not bad, right? Weeks. And you know what it takes to, for them to be able to do these impossible feats is stretching. They're stretching a lot, and that stretching causes them to be able to do things that are impossible. It's the same thing with your faith. When you learn how to stretch your faith, when you learn how to do something, you know when you stretch your faith, it's a little bit uncomfortable, just like stretching your muscles are. You might feel it a little bit. Well, I'm not sure if God can do that. You share it with other people, and people are like, I don't know if God has that for you. Or, Boy, that's pretty big, what you're believing God for. 
But what are you doing? You're stretching your faith into uncomfortable places. Not everybody's going to encourage you. That's okay. You don't need their permission to walk out God's plan for your life. You don't need their encouragement. You just go with what God said. You keep stretching your faith and keep believing God for the bigger things, the better things, the manifestations of his power, that your life might look like the promises of God. That's what God's trying to do in your life. You see somebody that's doing impossible things all the time in their life. They're just walking life out with impossible things working for them. They get the right job. They get the promotion. They get the things that they're praying for. And you think, well, why not me? What are they doing that I'm not doing? They might be like that ballerina. They just learned how to stretch their faith a little bit more. You have the same faith. You serve the same God. You're a child of the king. All you maybe are missing is just learning how to stretch out your faith a little bit so that when people see your life, they're like, man, you seem to move the impossible. How can you put your foot above your head like that? Metaphorically speaking, it's because you learned how to stretch your faith. You did what was uncomfortable. Come on and give the Lord some praise right now. And maybe every month we pray the prayer of survival. You know what that prayer looks like? Oh, Lord, that you would just get my rent. Father God, that you would just help me cover these bills. Lord, that you would just help a little bit in this area. Those prayers are fine, but those are prayers of survival. Why not start stretching your faith and say, Lord, I'm believing you and I can see that you've got a house for me. It's my dream house and you're going to give it to me debt free in the name of Jesus. You say debt free, pastor, that's too big. It's too small. We got to learn how to believe bigger because why not believe for enough that not, a, not only is your house debt free, but now you're paying off your parents' house debt free. You're paying off your children's house debt free. You're paying off God's house debt free. Come on, somebody. Now I'm stretching. I'm doing things that I never dreamed of before. Isaiah 54 and verse 2 says this, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains. Say stretch. You know, where are the curtains? It says in Hebrews that the, the curtain, the veil, was, is the body of Christ, which is the church, which is you and I. The curtain is you. And he's saying, I want you to stretch out those curtains. What is he saying? He's saying, make room for me to move. I'm bigger than you can ask, think, dream, or imagine. But what I need you to do, see, God's got his part. He's infinitely big. Jesus did his part. He paid it all on the cross. But now you have your part to do. God didn't say, I'm going to stretch your curtains. That's not what he said. Lots of things that God says he's going to do. He's going to handle this. He's going to handle that. He's going to go before you. He's going to give you victory. The battle's the Lord's. But sometimes he says, you know what? When it comes to stretching, I need your participation. Like the man with the withered hand, stretch out your hand. Like Moses at the Red Sea, stretch out your hand. Like us today, stretch out your curtains. What are you doing? You're making space for God to move. God says, I'm a lot bigger than this. You see the curtains surrounded God's dwelling place. In the tabernacle, there was curtains. There was 28 Cur or, uh, 10 curtains, 28 cubits apiece. But the whole entire perimeter was only 30, 60, 80 cubits. Which means that he, you could stretch out the pleats of that curtain that Moses built in the tabernacle. And if you stretched it out, it could make the space nine times bigger than it was. 
And what am I saying to you? Can you even just double your vision today? Can you stretch out just to double what you know God can do? Whatever that dream is, you were like, it was too big. But today you're leaving and you're thinking to yourself, that dream was too small. It could be even bigger because I'm stretching out my curtains. I'm stretching out my faith and I'm making space for the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you just stretch out your hand right now with me and believe as I declare over you? Let's just stretch and believe what God has said over us. What did he say? Oh, he's saying it right now. You will be blessed in the city and you'll be blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. The crops of your land will be blessed. The young of your livestock will be blessed. Calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks will be blessed. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you go in and you will be blessed when you go out. The Lord grants you that when the enemy rises up against you, he will be defeated before you. He might come at you in one direction, but he will flee from you in seven. The Lord send his bountiful harvest and blessing upon your barn and everything that you put your hand to. The Lord bless you in the land that he's given you. The Lord establish you as his holy people that you will be a lender to nations and a borrower from none. That you would be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. He's raising you up, living word family, above all peoples of the world. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Do you receive it in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. Think about how big he is. Be seated. Think about how big he is. When he says that kind of stuff, think about how it expands how you think. Well, pastor, things have always gone bad for me. I think, I think I'm under a curse. If something bad could happen, it actually does. Stretch out your faith against that belief. No more will you believe that. Jesus died for the curse. As it is written, cursed is any man who hangs upon a tree. You are not under a curse. You are under the blessed hand of Father God. Your job, stretch out your faith and begin to believe it differently. There are birds that cannot fly. Roadrunner, right, our state bird, he's a bird, he's got feathers, he's got wings, but he can't fly. And science and God agree on this. Science and God agree on lots of things. Listen, if science doesn't agree with God, how many know science is wrong? All right. That ancestrally speaking, even the roadrunner comes from a bird that could fly, but something happened along the way that caused roadrunners to not be able to fly anymore. See a roadrunner here? Well, that's, do we have something a little better resolution? That was, ah, much better, okay. <laughs> I believe that's the one we're all familiar with. They used to come from a bird that could fly, and the science has determined that what happens is Something in the environment changes for a bird that can fly, and the predators maybe disappear. There's no more conflict that they'd need to fly away from predators, and maybe the food source gets really good on the ground, and that bird just stops needing to fly much. No predators, bird, the, the food's right there. What happened? It got really comfortable. There was no conflict. Because it didn't fly, it gives birth to birds that don't fly, and it gives birth to birds that don't fly. By the third or fourth generation, the bird that's born can no longer fly. 
The wings are not long enough, the body's too heavy, and now suddenly we have something like a roadrunner, an ostrich, a bird that just simply can't fly. Is that this microphone? I'll change microphones if you need me to, Gene. Can you find that for me? Something. Yes. No. Yay. No more buzz in Jesus' name. What am I saying? Stretching is uncomfortable. There's a fish called the sailfin fish. It says swim away, but as time has gone by, its predators have gotten faster and faster to catch it and eat it. Well, the sailfin fish, just a fish, has developed the ability to fly. It'll come up onto the water when it's being chased by a predator, and it can sail with wings for up to two football fields to get away from its predators. And while there's birds that got comfortable and stopped stretching and they can't fly anymore, there's a fish that didn't get comfortable and now it's learned how to fly. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I look around at people around me and I see all these people who can fly in their lives. It seems like they were born with plenty of gifts and talents and abilities and they just fly and soar and it's easy for them. I sometimes in my life have felt like I'm the fish. I'm the fish that's just barely keeping its head above water. But what I'm saying to you today is I'd rather be the fish that pushes himself and stretches himself to learn how to fly than the bird that sits around on the ground. And I don't know if you're like me and you feel like a fish, just stretch your faith out today and I want you to know that Jesus will be strong where you've been weak and he's gonna take you to heights that you've never been before. Can you give the Lord a hand clap right now? Praise God, hallelujah. Take your rubber band and maybe put it around your wrist and all week long, think about what am I gonna do to stretch my faith this week? Lord, help me stretch my faith and believe more. Believe you for more, ask you for more. If, if, if he's gonna give every time, I, when I ask, I shall receive. If that's his word, then I might as well ask a lot. Why not shoot for the moon in my life? Thank you, Father God. Well, thanks for watching. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you've been away from the Lord for a little while, and you know that it's time to get your heart back with the Lord, I just want to pray with you. If you'll repeat after me, Dear Father God, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you're the Son of God who died for my sins and rose from the dead. Be my Lord and Savior, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you said that prayer, your eternity is secure. Your Father God is your Father. You're a child of the King, and you are settled in the kingdom of God. Make sure you find a good local church and get planted deep. You need to get around the right kind of people in your life. Amen. And then every day you can watch the Wake Up Daily Bible Study we have. Number one, uh, Daily Bible Study on YouTube. Go to YouTube, type in Daily Bible Study. We come up, we have a scripture for the day, we pray over your day, and we kind of take the message from today, and we just have fun with it, and we go a little bit farther with it. Yeah, you're going to enjoy that. This is called the Happy and Married Book. You know, too many people are just surviving their marriages. They're just getting by. They're wondering, can I make it another week? And I see a lot of material out there about how to get through. You know, marriage is work, people say. Marriage doesn't have to be like that. God designed marriage to be a great pleasure, to bring happiness into your life, fulfillment, and strength. 
great book. You can get this on Amazon. I encourage you, if you're married or if you're thinking of getting married, you should pick this up and find out how to have a happy and marriage life. Don't forget to partner with us. If God puts it on your heart, allow us to take this word all over the world. And we need partners just like you who want to make a difference in this world. This message of life and hope needs to hit all the corners of the earth. And so we encourage you to go to wakeuptv.tv and to partner with us. All right, God bless you. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.